joined by Megan Williams, uh, who is our educational reporter here at the Daily News Record. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at, at the at symbol DNR underscore learn. Megan, how are you today? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. right. Busy podcast day for us today. Yes, it is. Uh, You're in here to talk about some education stuff, obviously, as the education reporter here at Daily News Record. Uh, Rockingham County Public Schools have been pretty busy with a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say upheaval, but it is upheaval. I mean, there's some uh, big changes coming around. And of the three big changes we've kind of been talking about, you've been writing about, uh, two have officially taken place. Uh, the first one being redistricting. And if you read today's uh, Daily News record, today being Thursday, you would see that initially in its first year, 135 students will be affected by the redistricting. Which isn't very many when you look at the uh, 11,000 student population. Yeah, and, and it seems like the grandfathering clauses they were offering in these quote-unquote you know, grandfathering loopholes, uh, people really took advantage of them. Obviously, that number is going to go up through the course of the, as you know, redistricting continues to roll. But right. in the initial is 135, and then the other uh, thing that was recently voted on unanimously by the school board uh, on the recommendation from Superintendent Oscar Scheichel uh, was the staggered start time pilot program in the Turner-Ashby district, though there's one thing still kind of hanging out there, and that is the fate of the elementary school students, what time they're going to start. Megan, real quick, just give us a quick overview of the staggered start times, like the time-wise, what we're looking at for the Turner-Ashby district. Yeah, so Rockingham County Schools really likes to, uh, you know, when they go big, they go big. Yeah. Um, So for the staggered start times, which may or may not actually be staggered at this point, um, is really just affecting middle school and high school students at the moment. So they are currently going to school about 8 o'clock in the morning. Some schools vary a little bit. Um, And due to some recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics, it might be a bit more beneficial for students in the middle school and high school age range to start later just so they can get more sleep in the morning. Um, So the school board has decided that they will now go to school starting next year at nine, giving them an extra hour, hopefully to sleep. And what's still unsure of at this point is, like you said, elementary school students. Originally, the plan was to have them continue to go at eight o'clock and get out an hour later. I'm sorry, an hour earlier. and But they're not sure of that because it adds an extra layer of challenge to parents who might have students at both levels. So they're going to look at that and decide whether they should stay at 8 o'clock or move to 9 o'clock with the middle and high school students. Now, do we know if that's something they're going to open up to another set of uh, public comment? Um, well, public comment's part of um, all the meetings, so I would be surprised if parents aren't going to come out you know, at the next one and the next one after that, if a decision still hasn't been reached, because the um, the parent uh, concern, the parent input on this topic has been been particularly great um, with, I think, 16 people speaking at the Monday meeting, which is definitely more than is is usual for public comment. And uh, so. Is there a timetable on an elementary school decision uh, for that? Not that I'm aware of. I would be surprised if it doesn't come in the next meeting or two. So by the end of March, um, I would be I, I expect a decision on that. And, and parents were, I, you know, didn't seem too welcoming of this. It seems like no. there's been a lot of opposition from parents on this. Yes, there is, and it comes from a variety of different points of view. I think the number one uh, concern for parents was how quickly this decision's being made. 
And, you know, that's, you can take that how you want. It probably does seem fast for, um, for the parents who just heard about this possibility in November. However, the innovation committee, which is the, or, you know, the committee that, um, kind of spearheaded this idea has been working on this for about a year and a half. So, I get it, and parents are, you know, worried that it's happening too quickly, that not enough thought has gone into it. Of course, they're worried about their own personal child care issues. Um, and because this um, staggered start time plan involves students um, getting out earlier, starting later but getting out earlier, um, teachers are losing about an hour of instructional time, and that's very concerning to parents as well. And this is almost like, well, it's not almost like, it is a litmus test for the rest of the, the counties, the rest of the county uh, districts, uh, because they're going to see how it works here at Turner Ashby and then the possibility right. of going across the board. Is that correct? That is correct. And also another point that some parents brought up on Monday is really, you know, what are you looking for out of this pilot program? Are you going to look at test scores to gauge whether it's been a success or not. Um, That's a good question, actually. It's a good question that I haven't really figured out an answer, or I haven't um, heard an answer to at this point. But yes, theoretically, if this goes well, it would go district-wide. And then the uh, the third big issue that uh, is a really... Uh you know, it's it's a cloudy timetable. There uh, right now is uh, the fate of uh, Linville Edom Elementary School. It's a nearly eighty year old school that I believe has about two hundred and ten, two hundred fifteen mm-hmm. students in it. Uh, they uh, Superintendent Scheichel has thrown out numbers like seven to eight million, I believe, to mm-hmm. to, to renovate it. Uh, where are we at with that? Right. So. Yes, it's um, the estimated figures are about seven to eight and a half million to renovate Linville Edom. The big issue for that school that other elementary schools of the same age and size don't really have to deal with is the septic field behind the school. I'm, you know, I'm no plumber, you know, I don't know anything about those types of issues, but it sounds like it's just a difficult decision, you know, whether to spend that kind of money. And currently... Um, an engineer is looking at the the field and um, also working with a soil expert to really see if there's any possibility, whether it really will cost that and, or more. And um, once that report comes back from the engineer to the school board, they'll have a better sense of when they can make a decision, whether it's worth spending that money or whether it should be closed per Dr. Scheichel's recommendation. And you can check the archives on dailynewsrecord.com, the, the read the past stories about uh, Lyndall Edom, including a group. And you've seen the signs, blue and white, mm-hmm. along uh, 42, and some creeping into the city as well, mm-hmm. save Lees or keep Lees open is, I believe, what they say. Some quick hit questions for you, Megan. Yeah. Uh, what, if anything, can parents do about these staggered start times? Well, I do know that um, they are planning to have at least one community meeting, um, and they can petition the school board to change their decision. I mean, until the school school year starts next year, theoretically, the school board could change their mind. I feel like that's pretty much the only course of action parents have at this point. It would be surprising to me to see them go back on their decision, but if, you know, the parents make a strong case, they might have to consider it. And, and the possibility out there is also that if they don't see what they were hoping to see from these staggered start times, that maybe it doesn't go countywide and they pull TA right. district back in the fold. Uh, what are some of the pros and cons to the elementary schools starting at the same or starting an hour later? 
Well, the pros of that, I would, you know, I would gauge our parents have being able to take their full set of kids to school or getting them on the bus um, at the same time and not having to, you know, take their elementary school student to school and think about their sixth grader, um, you know, still at the house. Um, so that's the big pro. Cons, um, I, you know, there's no evidence to suggest that, at least that I'm aware of, that elementary school students need that extra hour of sleep like middle and high school students do. So it could it could be just be a wash. I don't know if that's a con, but... Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what uh, we talked about, uh, Lee's a little bit, Lynn Valido Elementary School, and, you know, are we just... Is the timetable, are they waiting to get that soil report and the report back on the uh, the septic system, or is it... I mean, where are they at in terms of, okay, we're going to make... we got to make a decision on this, sure. or are they just waiting for that? I, they're definitely waiting for the report. Um Speaking with the chair of the Rockingham County School Board earlier today, uh, Lowell Folk, he um, didn't have didn't have a firm timetable on the decision, but did say that it still seems reasonable that the decision will be made by the end of the current school year. And even though this, you know, even if Linville Edom does close, and that's not until twenty twenty one twenty two, there are still a lot of things that have to happen. To, in preparation for a school closure, where are these students going to go? Um, they're not all just going to end up at Lacey Spring, which is the closest school, because that would just be too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So you have to then redraw lines. You have to decide where teacher resources are going to go as well. So it makes sense to me that they would want to make a decision sooner rather than later so they can get started on that process if indeed they decide to close it and one last question are there any other uh changes or any other big recommendations you see coming down the pike here Uh, i actually did ask dr scheichel and he said not that he's aware of so there you go (laughs) uh well uh if you want to stay up to date on what's going on in the education around uh rockingham county and the city of harrisburg you know to follow megan williams uh, on twitter at dnr underscore learn and make sure you're looking for her byline both in print and online at dnronline.com megan thanks for joining us today and getting some clarity to us thank you for having me